0: back to the Public Health Networker, the official podcast of the Public Health Podcast and Media Network. I'm your host, Dr. April Moreno, and in this episode, we are speaking with Eric Cardenas of Zocalo Health. We're going to be talking about the linkages between public health and clinical care and how it serves community. We hope you enjoy this episode. And to learn more about us, visit publichealthpodcasters.com. This November, we invite you to the National Conference that Transforms Communities. Welcome to the People's Public Health Conference taking place in early November online and registration is now open. The People's Public Health Conference provides a platform to democratize public health discussions and to provide a space for community-based and equity-focused action. Event registration involves a sliding scale registration fee of $25 to $55 per person and an additional opportunity to provide a tax deductible donation to the Autoimmune Community Institute, our host of the conference, and a nonprofit organization dedicated to autoimmune health equity in community based research, services, and support. So we welcome you to join us at the People's Public Health Conference, and the website is thepeoplespublichealth.org. Thanks so much for joining us for this episode of the Public Health Networker. Today, we're speaking to Eric Cardenas. He is the founder and CEO of Zocalo Health. And we're just really excited to have this conversation because we are talking about the linkage between clinical care and public health. There is a space where those two connect, and and it has so much to do with the word community. So we'll be hearing about that today. Welcome, Eric. Thanks for joining us.
1: Thank you very much, April. It's it's such a pleasure to be here and really appreciate the opportunity to share our story.
0: Thank you. So yeah, we're really excited to have you here today. I've been looking at Socalo Health for a little while now. Uh, I think the past couple of years I've been seeing on my social media. And I really appreciate the fact that you are serving the Latino, Latinx community uh, in healthcare. So tell us a little bit more about you and about Socalo Health.
1: Yeah, of course, and, and I'll try to keep this uh, brief because there's definitely a lot of history here that inspired um, this, this idea with SoCalo Health. So um, as I mentioned in, in our earlier introductions, I um, came up with this idea just based on my shared lived experience growing up Latino in the United States, You know, helping my family, my community navigate this one size fits all healthcare system that just is very complicated. Um, so the background here is is that um, You know, I'm the the proud son of immigrant parents who moved to the United States from from Mexico. Um, We lived in in uh, you know working class family, uh, inner city Houston, where we didn't have the best access to healthcare. We didn't have the best access to education. um, And while we didn't really feel like we were ever missing anything, we we did have the the support and safety of community. Right, the Latino community being really really tied together and and really supportive of each other. It's it's something that I really, really cherish and, and really, really think highly of the Latino community for that. Um, but I was the first in my family to go go get into a major university, first uh, in my family to get kicked out. Turns out I wasn't quite ready to to get started in in my academic journey. I ended up getting my undergrad as an adult. Um, but basically, it forced me to get into healthcare uh, at a very young age, on the corporate ladder for the first 10 years of my life. Um, started at the front desk, ended up as a senior director of information systems for a large healthcare system here in the U.S., uh, and then decided I wanted to be an entrepreneur. So I started my first company in 2015, made a lot of mistakes. Um, you know, entrepreneurship is about making mistakes and learning lessons and, and applying them to like future endeavors. Um, and I was, I was very lucky to help build um, some, some companies that went on to be really successful. Uh, most notably uh, in 2018, I got recruited by Amazon um, to help build some of their early healthcare initiatives. So I was on the founding team, uh, leadership team at Amazon Care and um, helped build a really customer obsessed experience that kind of really forced a lot of people to think about improving the experience for both patients and even for providers. Um, And then when the pandemic hit, I was sort of tasked with the opportunity to lead the COVID response at Amazon. And that's where I really got to see uh, the real impact that the COVID pandemic was having on communities of color. And so I decided I wanted to take these 20 years of experience in healthcare uh, and apply all of these um, really good experiences to building something for my community, uh, building something that not only my family could use, but my parents, siblings, my my, my community, um, that was really focused on helping to address a lot of the pain points that I had growing up with my parents that really haven't changed over the last couple of decades, which involves not just navigating this one-size-fits-all healthcare system, but also navigating a lot of the social determinants associated uh, with with our care, and so. That was what inspired uh, Socalo Health, and we launched that in, um, we incorporated the company in in 2021, started delivering care uh, virtually as a virtual primary care offering uh, last summer in California. We extended to Texas in the fall, and we're in the process of working with health plans uh, at this moment to try to bring this to more people across the U.S.
0: That's wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing. And again, um, as we mentioned, uh, I just really appreciate your experience with health information systems, health IT also. And um, yeah, so I guess I am really curious to hear what have you seen in terms of trends? Um, This question can be very broad also. I mean, there could be so many answers to this. It could be like the cultural trends. It could be the healthcare trends. It could be you know, access to care trends, uh, what you've seen in the, the Latinx community um, as you started working with Socalo Health?
1: Yeah, well, you know, I think there's no surprise in learning that there are just not enough uh, primary care providers in Latino communities. Um, I'll share with you one statistic is, uh, you know, just in Harris County, where Houston, Texas is, um, one of the data points that we found really surprising um, was just the number of PCPs in in Latino neighborhoods. So when you look at uh, Harris County, county countywide level data, one primary care physician for every 1200 residents. Um, Not a great ratio, but not too terrible either. When you zero in on zip codes that are predominantly Latino, like the zip code where I grew up, that that ratio jumps up to one primary care physician for every six to 7,000 residents. Um, So what that means is that access to primary care, which is really, you know, kind of the, the the most important part, in my opinion, about healthcare, which is like accessing preventative care, right? This is the type of care that if we engage in it, could really truly extend our lives. Our, our Latino communities are just having to deal with just a number of barriers. And so by not having doctors in our community, this starts to introduce a number of different factors, such as um, transportation, right? So in Houston, we don't have a great public transportation system. So just the mere fact that people have to leave their neighborhoods um, to get a PCP appointment, the fact that they're having to wait forty-five days on average to to get that appointment, um, time off work, childcare—like those are all things that just really sort of poses a significant barriers for for our community. And and as a result, what people end up doing is they either, you know, forego care, or they end up, you know, pursuing some lower value patterns of care, like going to an ER or an urgent care visit, where they're not really able to establish a longitudinal relationship with a provider. And so that's by far one of the biggest learnings to date that I think was astonishing. And, and while I don't think we're, we're going to solve the, the the Latino physician shortage through Socalo Health, I mean, that's a generational problem that, you know, as a society, we need to address. I think what I've learned is that there are a lot of resources in the community. Uh, you know, I mentioned growing up, like, I had the, the the support of the community. We never felt like we needed anything because we were always there for each other. We found that a really effective way to help bridge the gap here is to bring in promotoras de salud, right? Community health workers that had shared lived experiences that could really focus on building trust and connecting people not just to the healthcare system, right, to our our appointments and to you know better, uh, uh, you know more affordable medications and cheaper lab testing, but also you know, being able to really assess the needs of our individual patients. Um, you know, we have patients who have to sometimes make trade-offs between, you know, paying for a prescription or some other essential expense. And so understanding that those trade-offs are being made, our, our community health workers, our promotoras, are in a position to help try to find other social good services that, that individuals may qualify for that could help offset those expenses and therefore, you know, hey, I can't afford that medication. I won't, you know, delay that. And and that's that's important. And I think the last point that I'll make is just how important trust is in providing care to the Latino community. Um, Again, our promotoras are really focused on building and establishing trust. You know, healthcare is local, right? We wanna make sure that people feel like, you know, um, they're understood, they're seen, they're heard. Um, and I think the one thing that we're also really trying to provide in terms of of changes for our, our providers is, is that we want them to feel like they can, um, spend time with patients, right. That don't look at patients as a disease, like don't focus on the disease state, focus on the people. And that's one of the learnings that. A lot of people have, because of the of the business model of healthcare, you know, fee for service and just like really focusing on turning and burning patients, um, a lot of providers have, have kind of forgotten how to just be human and how to treat the people. And I think that's what a lot of doctors went to medical school for, right, was to take care of people. And I'm, I'm really, really happy with the fact that a lot of our providers were burnt out who, the, who just had to live through a lot of really bad stuff through the pandemic, find a real good opportunity with us to, to enter into these like alternative payment models with health plans so that they can do exactly what they want to do, which is spend time with patients and provide the best care possible. So those are a couple of learnings. There's there's obviously a ton of them. Um, those are definitely some of them. Mm-hmm.
0: And I mean, that's a huge one because of the fact that the medical current model of healthcare doesn't look at communities in terms of what they're living with, all the different social determinants, seeing them as part of this ecosystem, they don't see that. They often, you know, I mean, in terms of the way billing happens, they're, everything's just very classified, um, categorized, and um, people aren't seen as, you know, with all the different dimensions of culture and social determinants that they really need to be. And so I think that's really a, a great point and a great place for Zocalo Health to stand out. Um, <laughs> I'm curious to hear how does it work. How does SoCalo work?
1: Yeah, well, you know, when you build something that is really intended to reverse, you know, generations of systemic problems that we have in healthcare, right? So we all know that you know healthcare uh, and the healthcare industry here in the United States is is not really sustainable, right? We have a variety of of barriers, and um, whether it's the fee for service business model, whether it's doctors being incentivized to provide just more care and like more services, just to to you know, really focus on revenue. Like those are all things that are going to take a long time for us to to reverse and to build something new that that we could really be proud of that's sustainable. Um at SoColo Health, you know, we we think about what we're building in iterations. An easy way to explain this is we think about like what is the thing that we can do today that would represent sort of a crawl, right? Because you can't walk or run unless you know how to crawl, right? So it's crawl, walk, run. So initially what we did is we wanted to provide a virtual primary care experience. That means that we don't have a clinic. We don't have a brick and mortar facility. We we do everything virtually. And I think the pandemic has taught us that this was an effective way to bring more access, right? So I talked about the, the lack of access in Houston. Well, if I have doctors and I can get them licensed in multiple states and connect them to patients through you know, video, voice, or or, or, um, or chat, then we could we could be effective in in, in bridging that. So what, the way Socalo Health works today is we have basically a, uh, what what a lot of people call a direct primary care model. So we basically have whether you t- you have insurance or not, um, people can go to our website, which is www.socalo.health, and they can either pay for a single visit, which is fifty dollars or they can join as members and pay a fixed fee every month. And that fixed fee guarantees them access, whether it's for primary care or urgent care or medication refills or lab draws or whatever. Whatever it is that you need from a primary care perspective, that membership gives you access. And so we have two options, one for an individual, which is $40 a month. Then we have one for families, which costs $60 a month. And that just ensures that you have access to a doctor and a care team, including a promotora de salud, that is dedicated to you and getting to know you and your family so that we could provide you with the best care possible. A lot of people, again, whether they have insurance or not find a lot of value in this, because one, since we're not billing insurance, like there's no deductible, there's no copay. Um, You just get to spend on average 25, 30 minutes with a provider talking to them about anything that you want. Like they won't tell you, no, we're gonna have to schedule another visit or whatever. Um, And then our promotoras are there to basically help you provide You know, if there's any sort of social good support that you need, any social support, whether it's um, food insecurity, housing insecurity, uh, learning how to uh, apply for food stamps, or simply looking for medications that you know are more affordable and can be delivered to your house, all of those services are, are are provided as part of your your membership. So that that is what we're doing today. That's what we call this direct primary care model. That's the crawl. Um, But what we're doing, what we're really excited about is announcing that we're working with health plans as well. And so health plans will allow us to basically see patients that are insured who probably don't have the disposable income to pay for a a membership. Um, We'll be getting um, in network with a couple of big payers in California, and then in Texas, and then we're looking to expand to other states. So right now there is a a limitation that we're only seeing patients in California and Texas. Uh, By the summer, we'll be in Washington state. Um, And our goal is just to be able to provide, um, you know, uh, access to as many people uh, in our Latino communities across the country as soon as possible.
0: Mm -hmm. That sounds great. So people can just um, go on to Zocalo.health and sign up, uh, learn more. It looks like here you can have 50 percent off your first month of membership. Um, You're also going to share with us a promo code, I believe. Right.
1: Yeah, yeah. So what we can do is we can certainly um share a promo code. Um what we can do is uh we'll have to I'll have to pause on that one. I need to I need to get that promo code okay. for. You. Sure, no problem. Uh, if you want, what would be a good promo code? And I can we can maybe cut this part out and I can just give it to you. Do you want to use um
0: it could be or- Um, public health uh, ph networker that's the name of our podcast ph networker all right
1: so i'll do that just give you a a couple seconds here
0: okay yeah no problem sorry
1: so the um So, yes, we are happy to make a promo code available uh, to any of your listeners. So if we use the promo code PHNETWORKER in all caps, we'll make sure that any listener that uses that promo code on our website will have access to three free months of our Socalo Health services. And again, that's for anyone that is um, in California or in Texas at the time that they receive care.
0: Okay, that's great. So that will provide them with a fixed fee, uh, monthly um, visits.
1: Yeah, so after the three months, if they decide that they really like like the service, um, we'll work with them to make sure that we can provide them with the membership that works for them. Um, But yeah, the first three months will be absolutely free for them to give uh, us a try uh, and experience. uh, Again, a very community-oriented care model that really focuses on meeting people where they are both in culture and in language. Uh, which is really important in, in, in connecting with our communities.
0: Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. So your promotores, they speak English and Spanish?
1: Yeah. So everybody on our team um, is is bilingual. And so we do our best to make sure that everybody has uh, a connection within SoCarlo Health that they feel comfortable communicating with. So absolutely.
0: Wonderful. Thank you. And so um, I guess if you have any um Words of advice. What would you tell someone who is navigating the healthcare system in Spanish? They're they're struggling to find resources in the language. Right. Uh, what what would you tell them?
1: You know, I think the the most impactful thing that I I, I want to share I think is it's a simple statement is is that your healthcare matters, right? For a long time, I think that we've all had to depend on sort of these safety net services, right? Because either because of our economic circumstances, because of the community that we live in, um, and that really has created a really low bar for our experience. You know, we spend so little time with doctors. We spend, um, you know, there's just so many barriers depending on the state in which you live in to to accessing healthcare insurance. And that has just been so difficult. And I think for a lot of people has been very discouraging when it comes to prioritizing your health. And I think as a result, we've sort of just said, okay, like, I guess I don't prioritize my health. I, I want people to really believe that there are people out there, you know, and, and Health isn't the only company doing this, but we certainly are trying to bring um, health equity to, to the forefront. I think we're seeing a lot of movement there. Um, but what I want people just to know is, is that you matter. Your health matters and there will be more services that I know will, will, will emerge that are going to help navigate this complex healthcare system a little easier for you. And so um, prioritize your health, be, um, you know, find community, find organizations in your community, find resources that, that help you and, and where we can, if SoCalo can be of service, um, we want to be there to, to be um, your extended family, to be your extended network. To help you navigate just these complexities, because like, like I said, I, I can't stress enough how important it is for our community to realize that their health matters. And you know, there's nothing more devastating than to hear family and friends. You know, there's this this um, idea of fatalism that we have in our community. This idea of um, uh, familismo as well. Like we we, it, it's sad to sometimes see people just kind of. Say, "Oh, well, you know, see, get it, right? Like, yeah. when in fact the very things that you know we succumb to are are things that are absolutely manageable and in many instances reversible. And I know that there are many people who tell me stories about how they wish they had better access, and and had they had better access, they'd probably um, still have you know some significant others, some loved ones, you know, who, who didn't have that access. And so." A lot of the things that we deal with as a community, you know, from diabetes to hypertension, a lot of these things are manageable and you just need somebody there to support you. And, and that's what we're trying to build. And hopefully we can we can be a part of that journey for for a lot of your listeners.
0: Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. And I can say there's definitely a lot of what you just mentioned in our family. Um, yeah. So uh, people can learn more by visiting Zocalo.health. And then also looks like you got Instagram uh, at Zocalo Health also. And um yeah, and again the promo code, thank you for sharing that with us. PH networker in capital letters. Thank you so much, Eric, for joining us today.
1: Thank you. I really appreciate it, April. And, and again, thank you to to uh for this opportunity and and, and again hopefully we can continue to collaborate and, and bring more of these necessary services to our, our community.
0: Absolutely. Thank you so much.